Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. Welcome back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. I am your host, Tyler Mack, your Duke of Nerds. In this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit more on the D.C. state of things. And no, I'm not talking about Washington, D.C. I will be revisiting through uh, some of the Snyderverse thoughts I still have that I did not uh, really relay in the previous episode, uh, where it's going as a brand, as DC Comics, uh, in, the, in the big screen, uh, the small screen, uh, things that I think would make it improve extremely. Granted, a lot of it is my uh, you know extremely biased opinion of being a DC guy, probably, um, and just a fan in general. And I'm also going to be talking a little bit about, I really want to discuss what Anne Sarnoff said in the interview. Now, I know that it's, you know, it's been a few days since the interview, but I, I, I really just need to, to digest that a little bit and talk about my feelings towards it with you. So before we get to all that, let's get to the business first. If you're wanting to follow 30 and Nerdy Podcast, here's how you do so. We're on Twitter, at 30 and Nerdy Pod. We're on Instagram, at 30 and Nerdy Podcast. We're on Facebook, 30 and Nerdy Podcast. We're on TikTok at 30 and Nerdy Pod. We're on YouTube at 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And if that is too much to keep up with, if you can't write all that down while I'm talking, just go to 30andnerdypodcast.com. Check out the directory. Also, you'll see a bunch of fantastic things at the website like older episodes, sponsors, friends of the show, and much more. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the blogs and newsletters that we send out on a regular basis by scrolling down to the bottom of the website and following the instructions. Also on that site, you can find the Council of Nerds. That's us, 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, Three Fat Nerds, East Coast Avengers, Dre Driven, Cheers to Comics, and the Villains Demand Podcast. A group of fantastic people and amazing shows. Follow those shows, nerds. Subscribe to them. Follow them on Twitter and stay up to date with the thoughts of the Council of Nerds on the Nerdiverse and the nerd culture that resides in it. If you want to shout at us for any particular reason, uh, good or bad, shoot us an email, 30nerdypod at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, nerds and staying in contact. 
If you want to support the show monetarily, you can by becoming a patron. And to do that, it's simple. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash badcastcompany. There you will find many different tiers and different ways to support the 30 and Nerdy podcast. With each tier comes different rewards and... By golly, we all love rewards. Swag, deleted scenes, blooper reels, Patreon-exclusive shows, and so much more await you at patreon.com slash badcastcompany. If you want to know what all is going on at Badcast Company Productions, like exclusive Patreon content and other shows, just check out badcastcompany.com. And you can stay up to date with not just everything going on within the Badcast Company Productions, but the people of the Badcast company productions as well and that is not all last but certainly not least if you are into pops and collectibles follow our boy at rev underscore collection for all things in the realm of collectibles uh, toys pops things like that he is your place to go and you will not be let down. It's very easy. Go to Instagram. Search R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L three C-T-I-O-N and hit the follow button. You will not regret it. Now, with the business over, let's have some fun. DJ Mike Howie, take us to the show. It's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cash Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11, the nerds are here. All right, nerds, let's get to the show. So last time, I was joined by the Rev and Juice to talk about the Snyder Cut and the new movement that has taken hold and taking the world by storm. Hashtag release the Snyderverse. And to listen to that episode, all you have to do is go to wherever you cast your pod, wherever you find your podcasts at. It was a great conversation. And if you haven't seen the Snyder Cut, first off, what are you doing? You're missing out. Don't listen to the haters and perpetrators out there because most of them are baseless, ridiculous reasons to hate the thing. Most of them are hating just for the fact of hating it. And trolling is fun and hating is fun these days. So don't listen to them. Listen to the bigger majority out there that are saying that it's a fantastic and four hours feels like absolutely nothing when you're watching it because it's fantastic. It's a great movie. I loved it. To hear people say they loved the movie as opposed to the 2017 swill that Joss Whedon gave us, that should tell you enough, okay? So, check it out, and after you're done checking out the Snyder Cut, check out that episode, the most previous episode, 
before this one where Rev and Juice and I got together and we talked all things Snyder Cut. We talked about the movement that brought it to fruition. We talked about the movie a little bit. Didn't go into too many details because we understand, you know, a lot of people had not seen it still. Now, one thing I have to say about the complaints of the time, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan and you regularly watch the extended cut of The Return of the King, well, guess what, nerds? It's longer than the Snyder Cut. So if you regularly do that in one sitting, then you can handle Zack Snyder's Justice League. So get that thought out of your mind. And also, just pay respect to the man's vision. I mean, imagine if you had this beautiful vision of what something should do, and you lost your daughter. That's right, nerds. He didn't go away because of creative differences. He lost his daughter. His daughter died, and he had to step away from the project. So imagine you have to step away from the project for that very reason. And then someone that you should trust, that nerds should trust, like Joss Whedon, who gave us Firefly, Dr. Horrible Singalong Blog, the Avengers, the first two Avengers movie. Nerds should have trusted the fact that he would handle it well. Then he, and along with Warner Brothers CEOs and suits, come in and completely destroy your vision. Imagine if it's something you were passionate about. And then you got a chance to see your vision come to fruition. Imagine the excitement. That's all it is, people. Just support that. So when you watch that and you go back and you listen to the previous episode of 30 Nerdy Podcast where we discuss that while you're at it, please take a second to hit that five-star rating and leave a review for the show. It helps immensely and we really would appreciate it. So let's get to a nerdcabulary word. Now I have two nerdcabulary words that I have created for you for this particular episode and a lot of it I think comes from seeing people on social media and I have created these two nerd terms based off of opinions I have seen floating around uh, with difference and fluctuation of different nerd cultures whether it be DC whether it be Marvel Lord of the Rings Star Wars things like that with with it always in flux things change characters change they change they change genders they change colors things like that Oh, and guess what? That's part of evolution. I mean, the people who bitch and complain about James Bond being an African-American need to go somewhere. Because let's just say this. Fictional characters. They can be whatever they are. James Bond can be black, you nerd Nazis. The top on the flash can be a girl. It's not that. They're fictional characters, first of all. And second of all, James Bond is one guy's name. 007 is the code name. So if 007 became a woman or African-American or Asian, it's a code. It can be whatever it wants to be. So between the James Bond being a different color hate, the DC or Marvel changing the orientation of a character or the gender of a character is ridiculous. So I created these two words to go with in our nerd culture. Nerdservative and libnerd. Now, a nerdservative is the complete opposite of a libnerd, obviously. These nerds have to have everything within their nerd culture the same. Nothing is allowed to change. For instance, Batman has to be white and has to be Bruce Wayne. Superman cannot be black. The top, a villain, and the Flash has to be a guy, not a girl. A synonym for this word would definitely be nerd Nazi. They don't want any change to their nerd culture. Now, as for the other side, the polar opposite, what most real nerds truly can define themselves as, I am, a lib nerd. A liberal in nerd culture. For instance, these nerds are fine with changing things, like the gender of a superhero or the color of a character in our culture. They're fine with changes to origins or orientation or any change to things we're used to. If you don't evolve, you die. If the stories and characters don't evolve in some form or fashion, they die. For instance, there's a new comic book series out there where Lucius Fox's son is Batman. And you know what? I love it. I thoroughly enjoy it. Because guess what? It takes place after a time where Bruce can't be Batman anymore. And Terry's not Batman. So Lucius Fox's son, who is black, 
is Batman. What in God's name's wrong with that? If you have a problem with it because of the color of their skin, because that's not your Batman, get over it. It's ridiculous. So those are your nerdcabulary words. Nerdservative and libnerd. What do you think? Hit us up. Hashtag 30nerdypod on Twitter. Let's get to some nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. Alright, just a little bit of nerdly news. If you haven't seen it, The Rock in typical Dwayne Johnson fashion dropped the premiere date of Black Adam. July 29th, 2022. I'm beyond stoked for this, so picture this. It's midday. You're standing in Times Square in New York City waiting to cross the street and every single screen goes black. Now, if you know anything about Times Square, there are screens all over the place. And then The Rock's voice with these words ring through the air. The hierarchy of power in the DC Universe is about to change. Lightning strike, July 29th, 2022. Black Adam. I've got chills just talking about it. I've got chills and they're multiplying. I'm so excited for Black Adam and the possibilities that this brings to the DC Universe. If you haven't seen it, go to The Rock's Instagram and check it out. Definitely, it's worth giving a little watch to. So, next little bit of news. Jarrell himself, Russell Crowe, has joined the cast of Thor, Love and Thunder. So let the speculation begin. Comic book nerds, we love to speculate. It was announced that the actor is joining the cast, but his role has yet to be announced. So I, as a nerd, will speculate with the rest of the Nerdiverse. Here are my three guesses on who Russell Crowe is going to play. One, the voice to Beta Ray Bill. Two, Thor's grandfather in a flashback. Or old man Thor in a flash forward. To kind of set up that heading in the direction of the Young Avengers, maybe his daughter is introduced in a flash forward. Those are my three guesses, but what are yours? Let us know, hashtag 30andnerdypod on Twitter, and please, for the love of Zod almighty, don't say Mephisto. Last little bit of nerd news here. Obi-Wan Kenobi show has dropped its main and supporting cast members. Here are the names that we will be seeing come to Disney Plus in the very near future. Obviously, Ewan McGregor is returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hayden Christensen will be donning the suit and possible flashbacks as Anakin, Skywalker, blah, Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Pissay, Kumail Nunjani, Indra Verma, Rupert Friend from Homeland, fantastic performer, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie. It will definitely be interesting to see what these names bring to the Star Wars universe, who they're playing. Um, we, we, we really aren't given much to it, uh, which I like. I don't like a lot of spoilers. I don't like being given a lot of things because, as I said in the previous little news thing, nerds tend to speculate and go places and have all of our... And it's okay to have those, but when we when we go places and... Go ahead and visualize what we're expecting. When we don't get what we're expecting, we tend to dislike it a little more. We tend to to not lean towards the favorable. And it's really our fault when we do that. It's not their fault for putting it out. For instance, there were so many there were people let down that Mephisto didn't show up in WandaVision, and it's like they never promised us Mephisto. They never gave us any inkling truthfully that it was Mephisto. Nobody said Mephisto is coming. We, as nerds, created the fact that Mephisto was going to be in that show. So to say you were let down by something you promised yourself and not they promised you, there's something wrong with that. So let's not jump to crazy conclusions about what's coming from Obi-Wan, whether it's 
Maybe a flashback to Sifo-Dyas. Maybe Sifo-Dyas had a child. Anything like that. Let's not jump to conclusions before it even comes out. Let it happen, nerds. Now, there's so much news that could make the cut, but these are the big three things that I wanted to talk with you a little bit about. What do you think? Let me know. 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or hashtag 30andnerdypod on Twitter. Gonna take a quick break. More 30 and Nerdy podcast when we return. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. Hey, everybody. This is Tim from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, and you're listening to 30 and Nerdy with Tyler Mack. All right. Welcome to the first segment. All right, nerds, welcome back to the 30 Nerdy Podcast. The first thing I want to address here is the Ann Sarnoff interview. Now, Ann Sarnoff is the CEO of Warner Brothers. So uh, she recently uh, sat down and uh, did a little, a little interview about the Snyder Cut and things. Uh, she did it with Variety. So, the Warner Media Studio CEO, and Sarnoff, basically said that the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League will complete the director's superhero trilogy, reinforcing uh, the studio's desire to move past the social media campaign to uh, hand back control to uh, DC film universe, to the filmmakers, uh, and her, and Warner Media. Um, basically, she believes that the future of DC is more than just movies. She uh, was excited about a multi-platform future, one that sees Batman, Superman, The Flash, and other Justice League members popping up on streaming shows, video games, television spinoffs, and big screen outings. It's a vision that basically what she kept repeating echoes Marvel. What Marvel has been doing. It's similar to Marvel and their shared universe. So, I'm going to read some of the interview. And whoever this interviewer is, you know, cheers to him. Because he he did not back down from them. And he asked all the right questions. And didn't water down the interview. So, uh, cheers to that interviewer. Uh, so, I would say after this, she is going to have an even bigger unruly fan base after her. Uh, not just after her her to, to continue the Snyderverse, but after her job. Uh, I would be shocked if Warner Brothers 
decides to keep her after saying the things she said and after handling it the way she handled it. Because if you're a wrestling fan, you know what it's like to say, this is what we want, this is what we want. We have the finger to the pulse, not you, Vince. And Vince basically saying, screw the fans, I'm going to do what I want to do. So let's picture that, okay? She basically pulled a Vince McMahon on all of us. So here are some of the questions, and I'm going to say her quotes verbatim from the interview this is not misquoted. These are the exact things things that she said. So the interviewer asks her, why did you decide to release the Snyder cut of Justice League? This is Sarnoff. We wanted to give Zack the opportunity to complete his vision in a four-hour movie, which is impossible to do in theaters. We're happy that we have HBO Max to let the rope out, as it were, and allow the fans to see all four hours of Snyder's vision. The interviewer. What are your plans going forward for DC? Sarnoff. We've got an incredible group of creators, television series creators, Max series creators, talking about HBO Max, feature film creators who are basically broadening the base of the talent that we work with on DC because we're so excited about the potential to build out the DC multiverse. It's one of the reasons why I was hired almost two years ago. The before and after was with it was very soiled organization with no connectivity between the businesses. DC has being was being developed, but in a kind of monolithic way of each division. My mantra coming in was to make it bigger and broader, and we really want to surprise and delight the fans with more connective tissue across the various media and platforms. I'm talking movies, HBO Max, television, and our games division. Interviewer, the Snyder Cut came about because of a fan campaign online. Do you feel like you need to strike a balance between being responsive to fans and charting your own course as a company? How responsive do you believe DC should be? And I quote, We're always going to listen to our fans, but we are in service of the broadcast fan base, and we owe them an integrated, holistic strategy. We are the shepherds of the franchise, and hopefully when the fans see what we've got in store, they'll know that DC is in good hands across many different platforms with many different creators. We want different voices in the mix. For certain fans that want singular voices, they may be disappointed. But we would ask them to be patient and see what we've got in store because perhaps the newer voices in the mix will have just as compelling stories to tell. On balance, you of course want to listen to your fans, but we do not want to stay true. We want to stay true to our vision and our mission for DC and build that on. We have weekly meetings with our key execs in every division. So, let me just step away from that a little bit to talk about this. How much of a hol- first off, holistic strategy Integrated Holistic Strategy. So, first off, (laughs) the fact that she used the word holistic, um, which, (laughs) that's where she lost me first. Not because I don't know the definition of holistic, I get it. But for those of you who may not, holistic or, or holism or whatever uh, is relating to or concerned with holes or with complete systems rather than with the analysis of treatment of or dissection into parts. Holistic medicine attempts to treat both the mind and the body. So, let me get this straight. You are given a question that, that honestly, I look at it from an interviewee's standpoint if I were asked that question. It's a home run question, first of all. All you have to give us, all you have to say is uh, we're going to consider things after the Snyderverse and you'll just have to see where we go from there. Don't give us some BS executive crap that's basically you telling us we don't care what the fans want. We're going to do it our way. That's what you're saying. And Sarnoff, 
You're saying, you're giving us the BS Vince McMahon answer that we get all the time from WWE. You're giving us the freaking answer that politicians give their people. And it's garbage. I fully believe that the Snyderverse should be restored for many reasons. And one of them being just to see WB lose to its fan base because the fans are what it's all about, not your almighty dollars. Is it about money? To you, absolutely. And I understand that. I come from the world of entertainment. I understand that dollars talk. But your people are talking right now, and Sarnoff. So let's move on to this next question. There's also been a toxic side to the fandom, as I call it on the show here, the fandom menace. With reports that critics and some of your executives have received threats or uh, for not endorsing the Snyder Cut or for being perceived as standing in the way of its release. What's your reaction to this behavior? One, and Sarnoff says, We're not tolerating any of that. That behavior is reprehensible no matter what franchise you're talking about or what business you're talking about. And I completely agree with her there. Toxic fans need to take a step back. It's not about getting angry and threats and being a toxic fan. That's not going to get anything done. However, let me read a little stat for you. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. In the first 24 hours on Twitter, had 1.4 million tweets in less than 24 hours. This marks the biggest trending count of all time in Hollywood history, beating Avengers Endgame. So, if you if competition breeds cash, as a lot of people think, your competition just lost in the conversation. Your competition was releasing a new show, which is absolutely fantastic with Falcon and Winter Soldier, but your product that HBO Max released because the fans wanted it dominated the media. It outshined Falcon and Winter Soldier. It outshined Marvel for the first time in a really, really long time. DC dominated the conversation more than Marvel. Think about that, people. Think about that, and Sarnoff. Think about that, trolls on Twitter. For the first time in a long time, DC was the talk about town, the talk about Twitter, the talk about the nerdiverse. Zack Snyder's Justice League did that. And to say that you're not going to continue the Snyderverse... To say that you want to talk of multiverses and, but let's, th let's talk about multiverses. You can easily, absolutely do multiverses if you wanted to. Picture this, Earth 1, Birds of Prey, Flashpoint, The Suicide Squad, Shazam, Michael Keaton's Batman, Earth 2, Joker, The Batman, DC's Black Label Content, Earth 3, the CW-verse. Earth 4, the Snyder-verse. If you want to talk to the nerds about multiverses, we know all about them. You absolutely can have the multiverse and continue Zack Snyder's vision of DC. You could easily do it. It's comic books. It's the DC multiverse. It's been done time and time again and continues to be done in the animated as well as comic book world for DC. So let me ask you this, not just to those detractors who think that it's stupid to continue the Snyderverse or are being completely blatantly stupid and rude on social media about it. What's wrong with restoring the Snyderverse if DC lives in a multiverse? I mean, nobody has a problem with the fact that there's two flashes going on at the same time, right? Nobody has a problem with the fact that there are multiple heroes and multiple characters and multiple facets of DC television, film, and comics, and animated. That's the multiverse. The multiverse is kind of DC's thing. 
So how do you not continue the Snyderverse but want to continue a multiverse? You have the Snyderverse for that fact in the multiverse. It can be done. It's not stupid. It's not ridiculous. And your baseless, ridiculous claims that the Snyderverse movie sucked. Like, you can have issues with some aspects of it. The the song at the ocean side of the girls worshipping the deity that they see in Aquaman. The nightmare scenes, which happen to happen, uh, especially in the Snyder Cut, that final nightmare scene happens to happen right when Martian Manhunter is about to come in. So who's to say the Martian Manhunter isn't the one showing Bruce these visions? Kind of like if you go back and watch uh, Justice League Unlimited. In the first few episodes is about them finding Martian Manhunter. Uh, it might have been Justice League, the first series before Unlimited. But what I vaguely remember is... Martian Manhunter is kidnapped by the government, and he is sending out these visions to Superman to try to show him where he's at. How do you not think it wasn't a bad taco, or Bruce isn't all of a sudden clairvoyant? Who's to say that it's not Manhunter giving him the visions the entire time as a way of reaching out, as a way of saying you have to prevent this from happening? Who's to say? But no, let's jump on the trolling negative content on Twitter. Let's tr- let's jump on being just absolutely absurd. There's going to be defectors out there, and there's going to be defiant trolls. And I get it. You've got your rights. But dude, you look like a doofus doing it on social media. And that's not part of being a nerd. Part of being a nerd is being positive. And loving our culture. Now, you can have issues. I mean, Lord, I have issues with the Martha thing in Batman versus Superman. I have issues with some things they do in DC TV, with what they did with Arrow sometimes, what they've done with Flash sometimes, but I'm not, I'm not going to jump on this, this media bandwagon of destroying things and tearing it down and tearing down people who enjoy it. No, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the best nerd I can be, and I'm going to continue the positive aspects. So let's get back to this interview, okay? So what's next asked is the campaign for hashtag release the Snyder Cut has moved into a new phase. It's now restore the Snyderverse. What's your reaction to this new campaign? And I quote, I appreciate that they love Zach's work. And we're very thankful for his many contributions to DC. We're just so happy that he could bring his cut of Justice League to life because that wasn't in the plan until about a year ago. With with that comes the completion of his trilogy. We're very happy we've done this for him, but we're very excited about the plans we have for the multi-dimensional DC characters that are being developed right now. Again, such a political answer. Such a politician such a CEO, such a Vince McMahon. Next question, will there be more of these director's cuts? Will we see David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad? And I quote, we won't be developing David Ayer's cut. That's all. Now in the previous episode, you heard me say that I wasn't a fan of the first Suicide Squad very much, and we've got a whole new Suicide Squad coming out very soon. Killer trailer just dropped. So I personally am not interested in seeing the air cut. That's me, personally. Should it happen? I still believe it should happen. Absolutely. And that's why you have HBO Max to do things that you can't do in theaters. You have the freaking vehicle. Next question, looking at the DC slate, there seems to be an emphasis on creating opportunities for diverse creators and characters. You've got a Latino superhero movie in Blue Beetle. Uh, Sasha Cali becoming the first Latinx actress to portray Supergirl. And Tanasi Coates writing a Superman movie. Is there a concerted effort to take the brand in a more inclusive direction? Now, this is one thing that I absolutely agree with. We should take the brand in a very inclusive direction. We should see Latinx Supergirls. We should see an African-American Superman. We should see Blue Beetle shine in the DC Universe. We absolutely should. But with that 
becomes the multiverse of opportunities that these characters can meet with Snyder's characters. These characters can meet with the CW show's characters. These characters can meet with Matt Reeves' Batman universe. It's called a multiverse. Good Lord. So, I don't want to go into the whole rest of the interview. If you want to take a look at it, it's on Variety.com. Just search uh, Ann Sarnoff Variety interview. Uh, it was on March 22nd, I believe, is when that interview took place. I'm, I'm a little heated. I need to, to take a breather. What are your thoughts? I want to hear them. 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or hashtag 30andnerdypod on Twitter. What do you think about restoring the Snyderverse? What do you think about the state of DC currently with the words that Ann Sarnoff said? What do you think about the leadership behind DC? How Warner Media is handling it? I want to have that conversation with you. I'm going to step away, take a quick break. More 30 and Nerdy when we return. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is Tyler Mack from the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. And I'm here to talk to you about our Patreon. At Badcast Company Productions, there is something going on at all times, no matter if it's deleted scenes, blooper reels, exclusive shows, brand new shows for 2021 featuring different hosts. There is always something exciting going on at patreon.com slash badcastcompany. And if you support today, even at just the $1 tier, you are going to get exclusive bonus content like cut scenes, deleted segments, funny bloopers, entire gag reels, exclusive Patreon shows like WandaVision Wednesday, Mandalorian Monday, and whatever we can think of at Badcast Company Productions. So tune in today, patreon.com slash badcast company and help us change the game of podcasting forever What's up, nerds? This is Rich from the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and you're listening to our Council of Nerds Brethren, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Of course, when you're done with this awesome podcast, you can check out the Three Fat Nerd Podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. And if you want all your information about what we do over there, you can visit 8122productions.com. Now let's get back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. In this final segment, I'm going to be talking about DC dreams. My thoughts and hopes and dreams for the DC film franchise, show franchise, whatever, just DC in general. I personally feel that we are kind of spoiled by a connected universe, thanks to the MCU. Now, I'm not hating on that. I, I absolutely love the MCU. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that we have the MCU. But we don't just need connective universes like the MCU. We can have our own variations of connected universes at DC because of the multiverse. I mentioned a little bit in the segment earlier that you can continue Snyderverse and have other things going on at DC in a more connected way. Snyderverse could technically be your Earth 4 or 5 or 2 or what have you. If you're going to lean more towards a connective universe, Marvel style, which we don't necessarily need, I just think it's, to me, and this may be a hot take, I think that connected universes cannot just spoil us, but can sometimes get watered down with its length. Sometimes I think that it it uh, it somewhat 
today's our creative thinking it's somewhat um, for instance it's like a domino okay with a big creative universe think about this if and the pandemic taught us this if one domino gets knocked down in a create in a shared universe the entire damn thing falls down look at how the pandemic treated the Marvel Cinematic Universe one domino and they all fell apart one domino trickled down to everything else now if it wasn't a shared universe as seriously like the Snyderverse um, we were able to even though it was there was you know there was still pushback on DC films and stuff like that and I get that I understand that I'm not saying that DC won the pandemic I think that you know nobody really won the pandemic you can't win a pandemic uh, there was no study guide for it there was no book to teach us how to handle a pandemic I do think that nerd culture thrived during the pandemic because it gave a lot of people time to sit at home and read comics and catch up on stuff on CW and catch up on stuff on HBO Max and Disney Plus and things like that. So I do think that nerd cultures thrived during the pandemic. But look at how moving one movie with Black Widow affected the entire lineup since it's a shared universe. You cannot release anything out of order in a shared universe but if it's not so strictly shared and it's not reliant upon each other it's not as effective on you like it doesn't affect you as much so do we want DC to rely on a sh shared universe in such a strict secure way that Marvel does? No, I personally don't think so. Let Marvel do what they're doing. Let them have their big wampin' shared universe. It's fine. It's great. I love it. You don't have to be Marvel DC to be great. If you go into the wrestling world and you look at when WCW tried to be WWE, they lost. When TNA tried to be WWE, they lost. AEW is trying to beat WWE, and they are losing miserably. So DC doesn't have to be Marvel to be successful, to be great. It needs to be DC. Marvel can't be DC. DC can't be Marvel. It's facts are facts. So this is the way I look at it. Here is my go-to for DC. If they put me in charge tomorrow, I would say, you know what? We're going to do Matt Reeves' Batman universe. And we're going we're gonna to spawn an entirely new connected universe off of that that's going to go into DC television. It's going to go into... Because, in all honesty, this Matt Reeves' Batman could be Ben Affleck's Batman. This is year two. Batfleck is year twenty. Through 22 of being Batman, you could see Pattinson's Batman turning into that Bruce Wayne easily with 20 years put on him. So I just think it's an insult to our intelligence to say that we should stop the Snyderverse because it just can't exist with other things. Screw you. We grew up reading multiverses. We grew up watching multiverses. It's not that hard to... To focus on the fact that over here is Matt Reeves' universe that's going to have Blue Beetle and some stuff with the Green Lanterns and, and HBO Max and, and a Gotham show. But here's Earth 2, which is like 20 years down the road with the Justice League and the Snyderverse. Over here is, is CW. This is what's going to build the Flash to get the Flash to where he is and the Justice Society. And over here we've got the Suicide Squad and Shazam and, and Black Adam and this little universe that we're focusing on. And guess what it can all turn into? Ten years down the road, five years down the road, what have you. It can turn into our very own cinematic crisis on infinite earth's story that's what i build to 
continue the Snyderverse, continue Matt Reeves' Batman, continue Black Adam, continue this new Suicide Squad, keep going on CW with the DC CW-verse, whatever. Have these multiple Earths, quote-unquote, these facets of DC Comics telling these stories and lead to one massive shared cinematic experience, Crisis on Infinite Worlds. Crisis of the Multiverse. Do do that. You can and, and you're going to get different fans on different facets. You are going to get your DC hardcores like me who if it's DC, I may dislike it, like think decisions made in it. You know, I may leave going, I didn't like what they did, you know? Like I didn't like what Jared Leto did with that Joker. Is he a hell of a performer? Absolutely. That was just his vision. I didn't like his vision or David Ayer's vision of the Joker. Now, Snyder's vision of the Joker. That Jared Leto Joker. Fan-freaking-tastic. Amazing. But I, I just... My DC dream is the Snyderverse gets picked back up and it can stay on HBO Max. You can do these long, drawn-out, divided-into-subparts... Snyderverse on HBO Max. It doesn't have to go to the theaters. But keep Matt Reeves' universe in the theaters and do things there. Keep Shazam going and Black Adam and Wonder Woman and Aquaman going. You know, I mean, let's say that that's Earth 1 was the Snyderverse that we started to get. And within that Snyderverse, we've got... You know, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman and the Justice League in three different parts. And we've got Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Everybody who was in that Justice League belongs in the Snyderverse. There's Earth-1. Over here we've got Earth-2, CW. The Flash, Black Lightning. If they ever bring back Ollie, Oliver, and the Arrow, and, and that little Justice Society they were forming with the Legends and all that stuff. There's Earth-2. Over here we've got Earth-3, the Black Label DC Universe. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. You can do darker, darker, even darker than Snyder's DC. Todd Phillips' DC Universe. Could be Earth-3 over here. And Earth-4, we can have different types of storylines. And it all can come in, can culminate into either a one massive crisis on Infinite Earths or a three-part crisis movie that you see in theaters with all those multiverses playing out. That's what I think would that's what I think would fix things. And I, I really think that I speak for a majority saying that they'd be on board. I truly do. Granted, I know that there's going to be, you know, doubters out there and and people who disagree with what I say. I mean, good Lord, you're entitled to your own opinion. I mean, um, there are going to be people who I love and care about, other podcasts that I love to listen to who probably are thinking, Tyler, you're crazy. So be it. This is just an opinion. That's what I love about these doing this podcast is I can just throw out my opinions and they're just that, my feelings, my opinions. We may agree, we may disagree. But we won't get toxic about it. So that's my dream DC. Continue the Snyderverse. Restore the Snyderverse. Build this multiverse, DC. Between video games and between what have you, animated series and movies and HBO Max and CW, however you need to build it, build that multiverse. But don't dissuade us from wanting to see the Snyderverse play out. And you don't even have to give us a full universe. All we want to see is his Snyder Cut play out. Part 2 and Part 3 of Justice League. You could give us that over the next couple years on HBO Max, and we would be content. You just don't want to give in to the voices that are raising for the Snyderverse. You don't want to look weak. That's what it comes down to. You're Hollywood. You're the CEOs. You're the execs. You're the suits. You can't look weak and lose out to people on Twitter. 
That's what it ultimately comes down to is they're going to say things like you will not see an air cut or we're not going to continue the Snyderverse. And mainly that's them telling us to shut up. But I say to you, look at what we did in a matter of 24 hours after its release. We dominated Marvel in social media. That never happens. Look at what we've done with 10 days since its release. Think of what we can do, nerds. Nerd world order. Think of what we can do if we raised our voices even louder about you want to do the multiverse? You think you have your finger to the pulse, Warner Media, but you don't. And Sarnoff, you don't have your fingers to the pulse. You think you do, but you don't. We're telling you what we want. We're telling you, as your millions and millions of fans, what we want to see. We didn't say that you can't do what you're wanting to do. All we're asking is that you include Zack Snyder in the process. I'm not asking you to stop and let us rewrite your DC plans. I'm just saying to add Zack Snyder. People like options. Society likes options. They don't like to be told what to enjoy. They like to choose what to enjoy. And that's where Warner Media is going wrong. Your finger's not on the pulse. Now I understand some of you are probably listening to this going, good lord, why is he so passionate about the mistakes that Warner Brothers made about DC? It's just an entertainment industry, man. Why is he so upset about DC in general? It's just one brand out of all of nerd culture. Yes, it is just one brand out of all of nerd culture, but you know what? It's kind of my brand. I am a fan of all aspects of nerd culture, whether it be anime or Marvel or DC or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or video games or some parts of Star Trek or different aspects of nerd culture, but I have always, deep down, leaned more towards DC comics. Maybe it's the grit, maybe it's the fact that I feel they're a little more real life than other aspects of comics. I feel that they're more real life stories. There are far more human being aspects to me in DC than there are in Marvel. And again, that's an opinion. Um, so when Warner Media and WB is, is screwing with my favorite part of nerd culture, DC has a brand, the blue brand. Uh, yeah, take it a little personal. For instance, I was embarrassed as a DC guy when I walked out of that theater in 2017 and saw that kneecapped swill that Joss Whedon gave us in Justice League. But I'm a proud DC fan when I see the Snyderverse. When the Snyder Cut. All four hours and two minutes of it. That made me more proud of a DC fan. And what makes me even prouder of a DC guy is... The fact that in less than 24 hours after its release... Snyderverse. DC. Our nerd voices. Whether it be DC, Marvel. But our nerd voices... Destroyed a record on social media. I wasn't just a proud nerd, I was a proud DC guy. Restore the Snyderverse. Dominated. Twitter, more than Endgame, more than Infinity War, more than anything Marvel did, more than anything Lord of the Rings has done, more than anything that Star Wars has done. DC, Zack Snyder's vision did that. So that's why I just blank out the haters and perpetrators of the nerd culture who are just dogging the Snyder Cut and just being trolls and just being just being haters for the fact to be a hater. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's where I think I take it. Those are my DC dreams. I haven't do it all. 
do absolutely all of it in a multiverse fashion, but include Zack Snyder's vision as well. Include his stories. Don't let our, our voices that's being raised go on deaf ears, WB, Warner Media, whatever. Thank you all for tuning in to the 30 and Nerdy podcast. I've enjoyed getting to get uh, a little excited, a little ramped up, a little, little hot with some hot takes, with some, uh, some passion about this. But what do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. We'll talk about it in the next episode. The next episode uh, is going to be a fun little surprise. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. Uh, so I will be talking about that very soon. I want to keep some of it under wraps and not uh, jump the gun on it, but it's going to be uh, a lot of exciting uh, conversation. So uh, don't forget to follow us, uh, 30 and Nerdy Pod, on Twitter. We're on Facebook, uh, YouTube, TikTok, all over social media. Um, we are definitely uh, looking forward to all the things to come. We are a mere... Um, almost a whole month away, just, uh, just, uh, yeah, May 1st will be the second birthday of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, so a lot of great things are going to be coming in celebration of that, so be on the lookout on, uh, all of our, uh, social media platforms, um, and, and we would not be two years old, about to turn two without the, the people like you listening, uh, without the help and support of the pod nation, of, the Innerd Circle, the Apocalypse, all those groups that we're a part of. Uh, shout out to all of you all. We would not be where we are without uh, you all. So a huge shout out to them, and especially uh, you know those those names that that helped me uh, along the way get to to where at Thirty Nerdy Podcast is. Ken M from the ODPH, uh, Padawan J. You know, huge shout out to shout out to you all. Rich from Three Fat Nerds, JT from East Coast Avengers. Uh, Dre for all the love on social media and and of course uh, the the other brethren of the nerd uh, count the council of nerds uh, without you all 30 and nerdy is is not <laughs> what it's become uh, huge shout out to all of you listening currently don't forget to take the time to subscribe hit that five star rating and leave us a review uh, it helps us know you know where we're reaching and what your thoughts are. Uh, if you agree or disagree with any of my takes in this episode, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com, hashtag 30andnerdypod on Twitter. Uh, as long as it's respectful, you know, let's talk about it. Let's have that conversation. Uh, can't wait to see what comes out of it. I really hope that it that Warner Media does the, the right thing and listens to its fans. I hope that Ann Sarnoff does the right thing and listens to its fans. And if she doesn't, then I hope that Warner Media takes action. Um, to because obviously our fingers are to the pulse because it's the things we love and enjoy. So uh, thank you for listening. I look forward to to the next episode. Very excited. April's around the corner. Uh, it's it's going to be a great spring. Thank you. Enjoy your evening and cheers to you, nerds. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. 
This has been the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Cheers to you, nerds. 